Hey, what's up? What's good? Welcome to Showtime Balling. We're balling on all levels. New Zealand's basketball podcast. Let's get it. In this episode, we go one-on-one with Franklin Basketball's GM, Jamie Reddish. Jamie speaks about Franklin Basketball and, of course, the bid and the upcoming season for them going into South MBL for 2020 with the Franklin Bulls. But, yo, without further ado, let's go. Hey, what's up, everyone? This podcast episode is proudly brought to you by Showtime Balling Apparel. Merch ready for you to cop. Uh, help us grow our brand. Represent us. For more information, just hit us up. Go get it. All right, kia ora koutou Welcome to our basketball show. In terms of basketball in New Zealand, it is Showtime Balling. Balling on all levels. Uh, we definitely had to get these guys online and get the story out there. They've probably seen them on on Sky Sports with, uh, with Hugh Bainan, but we want to try and get a little bit more in depth. Let's bring him in. We've got Jamie Reddish representing Franklin Basketball. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks for having me. No, no, no. That's, that's all good, man. Like, um, I think this is a great story and an opportunity to kind of talk to someone who's kind of, you know, gearing up to bring in a new, exciting franchise into the South NBL and, or, and beside that, put a bit of a, a, a light on Franklin Basketball. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's probably a little bit foreign to some people in New Zealand, not knowing where we are, um, being out in South Auckland. But it's um, it's a nice little remote sort of community out here. That's one of the one of the most um, one of the biggest growing ones in New Zealand. So mm. I'm sure people will figure it out pretty soon. <laughs> Sweet man, hey, let's get into it. Um, represent where are you from? Myself personally, I was um, I was actually born in Aussie, and moved over here with my family when I was quite young. Um, and then sort of grew up in this area um, out in Franklin. Cool. Oh, oh good, eh? Uh, it's good to have you here. Yeah. Don't, but, don't um, hold it yeah, but, <laughs> Definitely not, man. That's for sure, man. Hey, um, tell us a little bit more about yourself, like in regards to, you know, your passion for basketball, where that start and all that. Yeah, for sure. So, obviously, growing up in Aussie, the basketball over there, is, the scene over there is really big. Um, my dad was involved with the... Uh, Townsville Suns back in the days before it became Townsville Crocs um, and he was just, just at a low level but sort of um, helping with the sort of communications and the, the ground level stuff on, on game days um, I've got two brothers and two sisters that all play basketball and I was the youngest of four up until my younger brother who came through a few years after me and we all played basketball so the passion kind of grew from there um, we moved over here continue to play basketball, um, played for Auckland and, and bits and pieces um, growing up. Um, left high school and then and then um, got into some coaching and then pretty much um, I, had a, I, had a, I had a small business at the time and, and my friend was at uni and then we decided to sort of start up some local coaching here in the community. Um, and that just that just went out the, you know just went out the door, just started flying through. people wanted more of it blew up and so really basically we had to make a decision whether to turn it into a business or turn it into a um incorporate society and make a club so we decided to do that and uh, basically yeah 10 years later we created a full-time job for myself and two others out of that and um haven't looked back mate seriously gotta applaud you in that sort of regards because that's um that's a lot of people out there 
that I've spoken to that would love to do what you're doing, um, even though it wasn't probably, I don't know how easy it was for that process, but you've got an opportunity to utilize basketball as your full-time job and, you know, as a passion, which is pretty cool. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, you know, it, it wasn't easy. I was, I was running my business at the time and, and I was doing that for a number of years and doing this on top. Um, and my mate was at uni too. So, um, you know, it, it, it takes time, but you sort of persist and you get there and um, you just build the foundations right. And, you know, we, we kind of thought we had, our, we had our sort of strategic plan in place and we thought if we just get those grassroots levels uh, right and the structure right, then it'll just grow. We didn't really know how, how big it would grow, but and as the community grew and then the basketball itself, you know, the population of, um, of the area and, and the, the growth of the sport just really sort of ignited it. Um, but yeah, to have it to have a role full time in basketball is um, is amazing. Okay, so let's talk about it from year one to year ten. You've definitely seen a trend of the sport go upwards. Oh, for sure. We started off with twenty kids in our first session, um, and then it sort of grew every term. It sort of grew, and we sort of stagnated at around about um, maybe a couple of hundred kids. And then um, I can't remember now. Must have been two or three years ago when the spike really hit, you know, basketball started coming through. Um, you know, we just, we just started, we were out of control and we were really struggling to, to cater for the demand. Um, the talent was starting to come through and our, our kids started competing locally in Auckland um, mm. with some of the other association teams. And so that's when we thought, yeah, we need to really make sure that we put things in place now so that these kids have a pathway, hence why we applied to Basketball New Zealand to become an association. Yeah, for sure. Like, and then there's probably was was it? Do you feel there was a risk if you didn't really, you know, attend or you fulfil that need that these this talented bunch of kids could probably go into other associations? I don't know if you're aware, you know, if that's a problem or issue, but you know, you wanted to try and keep them within the area. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, trying to retain them in this area for our local high schools was a really big issue for us. Like, um, I think I counted up about twelve kids that were playing in the Auckland Premier or Senior A um, reserve competition from that are local kids. Um, mm. You know, if, if we kept them locally, then how good our, our high school teams would have been. Um, you know, the ones that want basketball and live basketball and breathe basketball, they would have gone and found something. But there's a lot more out here that if it wasn't there, they may have just gone, oh, okay, well, I'll just go play another sport. So mm. to really to see the amount of kids that wanted to play – and to give them a vehicle to play in and opportunities to play in our leagues and our development programs um, and to watch them now start to be those guys that live and breathe it and have the opportunities. That's just, yeah, it's awesome. That's fantastic, man. It's great. And it's good to hear that you're doing a great thing amongst your community and, and it's, um, you're living the basketball dream in a, in a sense, you know, trying to get, get paid full-time to do basketball, which is cool. Yeah, that's no, awesome. Okay. Now let's talk about Franklin Bulls and, now, let's go from a division to start to get into South NPL, man. Talk about it. Yeah, well, um, we saw the expression of interest come through. And um, so, basically, at that time, we weren't in association with Basketball New Zealand. We were sort of going through that application process. And, again, still kind of thinking of how we can um, retain kids in the area to play locally and at high school and stuff like that. Um, and, and for our association, if it was to get up and running. And um, so we thought, you know, look, we'll pitch for it. We'll see what we can get. We, we got together, there's uh, myself and, and Scott got together and we sort of talked about it. 
um, put it to the board. And the board were like, you know what, this is actually a great opportunity, provides another pathway for our kids, which was, which was always one of our plans, grassroots right through the top level. So they gave us the approval to put the expression of interest in. And then it kind of just, it was a bit of a snowball effect from there. We started talking to a few people in the community about if they would back it and, and there was a lot mm. of interest. So we were, at, at that stage, we kind of knew it was a no-brainer. Um, so we put the expression of interest in and um, in the bid and they came back and said, um, yeah, basically that they would accept us into the 2021 season. Mm. So must have been a bit of a, a bit of excitement, but let's talk about how long did this process from, from the vision of the fort up until you know, into the time when you know, got accepted. What was that time space? Well, it was all pretty quick in terms of, um, you know, when we started thinking about it. I think it was, would have been early in the year, uh, maybe around February. Um, I mean, having an NBL team and that kind of stuff, that vision was was in there right from day dot, you know, right when we first started. Um, but but when the expression of interest came out from Basel, New Zealand, that was about February. And then it took mm. a little bit, took a couple of months of planning and trying to work out within the community whether or not we could actually make this happen, whether or not it was going to be realistic or if it was just a dream. A um, mm. little bit of research into some of the other clubs and people that have been involved in the past and, and other teams and to what to watch out for and what were the risks and all that kind of stuff. And, and most of those things are pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, so I think it was around about June we had to get – um, our expression of interest finalised and put into Basel, New Zealand. And then they came back to us um, in July, just before the final four, and um, and sort of said, yep, you know, we, we'd had a meeting with um, with Justin and Ian as well, um, and we talked about a few things because the initial bid was for the 2020 season. Um, and, you know, they kind of felt that being a new association – it might be better if we go for the 2021. And um, at that stage, we were like, yep, this could, yep, you're probably not, not, not wrong. We'll look into that option. So then uh, we made the announcement in July, July, and then that was all good. And then once we kind of got the tick of, and sell of approval that we, we were in, we started cracking into things. And then throughout the rest of July and August and September, we ticked a lot of the boxes and criteria that Basketball New Zealand wanted us to do for 2021 and so we went back to them and said look you know we've ticked all of these boxes um if if you if you want someone or you need someone to be in for 2020 let us know and we can maybe negotiate that and see if we can make that work and here we are good damn man that's that's great planning and um great execution and you must be very happy to actually finally as you said again it was it was in the pipeline right at the beginning like a man can we make this happen and like you like you said here we are we are we're here yeah, for sure. It, it it is really it's it's awesome to have that feeling come through and think you know we've actually we're this far through now. Um, now we've just got to kind of deliver. Um, you know, put a team on the floor, make sure the association and and make sure the uh, the franchise is working well. And the big thing for us has been sustainable. Um, you know, you've seen it in the past. Teams come and go, yeah. and although we can never promise it, that's one of the that's one of our top priorities is making sure that we've got our procedures in place and our structures in place to that we're here for a, for a long time okay now let's um i don't know if you want to speak about this but like the processes of like around the funding and creating the backbone of the team um like all those important roles that need to be fulfilled are you able to speak about that um well i can speak about what we've kind of done so far yeah if yeah. you want to go yeah so i mean it's 
it's never easy. You know, you're, you're talking a lot of money for these sort of things to happen. Um, but I think in a niche community where we are, and it's, it's quite, it's, it's, we're South Auckland, but we're a little bit further out that we're our own little community, um, that you, know, you get a few passionate people involved and a few other people start to follow and then they start talking about what sort of financial support they can do, um, you know, what, what resource support they can give us as well. And you start ticking all those boxes and things start to sort of fall into place. In terms of um, staff and all those kind of things, having, having my background with the basketball side of things and having Scott's background with the, uh, the marketing and, and uh, social media side of things, we really felt that we could sort of um, put those things together to create a really good brand. And we kind of felt that while basketball is very important and winning and losing the record is also really important, but being able to have a, a show and being able to have something that the fans want to, want to engage in week mm. after week is really important. So having a strong brand and what that looks like um, was probably a really big priority for us as well. So, yeah. Cool. Um, the name... Franklin and Bulls. Well, where did that come from? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of um, there's kind of a few different ways that came about actually. Um, so when we had our we started a second division team back when there was uh, when the CBL sort of dispersed in 2008, and we were playing in some local Auckland second division leagues and stuff like that. And we had um, we had our second division team called the Blitz, and so that was really cool. They were playing. And that was kind of a, a well-known name throughout the community. You know, that was our top team. We were the Blitz. And so we put it to the public and we said, look, we want you guys to, to help name the team and help name the mascot. And we had, a, a, we had dozens and dozens of sort of people sort of given, give their suggestions. So we picked four and then we sort of put it down to the public again and so said, look, these are the top four. Um, you got to pick within these within these four name of the team and mascot, and so Blitz uh, Blitz came in as number one for the name, and the Bulls came in number one as the mascot, and the reason from the Bulls was coming from an, you know an agriculture type of farming area, um, rural area area, it sort of it was really fitting. So, mm. but then when we thought about the brand and what was you know that side of things and. And what was important to us in building the brand, we felt it was hard to market a blitz. When you think of a blitz, what is a blitz? Mm. And so we flipped it. So we said, right, why don't we go with bulls as the name and, and our, our mascot will be Blitz the Bull. And so yeah. um, we flipped that, put that to the public and yeah, they loved it. So we just ran with it. Mm. Yeah. So you're kind of retaining that, um, their, their fan favorite, their name, but you, you know, you're utilizing it with the sick, you know, with the bulls and calling it the name. No, that's, that's, that's smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Um, now, looking through, you know, like the the track record within Auckland basketball within the NBL, it's it's been a bit patchy as of late. Uh, so, how are you going to be feeling about trying to? I know the community is going to be behind it, but you know, with the Auckland track record in regards to, you know, the Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, can you speak about pretty much? You know, expectationally, you guys are going to be able to fill, you know, fill up the stadium. People are going to be in it, or um, all that sort of. Yeah, I suppose it's a hard one to speak of. Like, I, I you know, I wasn't really involved with all of those other organisations, so I don't know what what they tried and what failed and what was good. So I can really only speculate from the outside 
Um, but I think in general sports in Auckland, there's when you have an Auckland team, where you know Auckland's such a big place. So if you have an Auckland team, where's their home? You know, is it West mm-hmm. Auckland? Is it Central? Is it South or whatever it is? You know, if you if you talked about say maybe Harbour. Well, you know, Harbour's, even there's still quite big, but at least they've kind of got a, a pocket of Auckland. Um, so we kind of looked at it as going, well, we, again, we're far enough out, we're South Auckland, but we've got enough people in this community that can really drive it and help and help support it. Um, and that's where we're trying to get a lot of our fan base from. In saying that, Bulls basketball isn't just Franklin. It is Auckland predominantly South Auckland, but seeing as we are the only franchise in for 2020, you know, we want to really try and engage with all of Auckland and try and get them involved. Mm. So that's going to be the challenge. There's no doubt about it. Um, but there are some advantages. You know, you talk about, you know, signing key players and all that kind of thing um, and having, a, I think, the biggest issue in a lot of the NBL teams these days is having the depth in the teams. Yeah. Um, there's no lack of depth in terms of um, talent that we can sort of put on a bench for an NBL team up here in Auckland. You see it all through social media, everyone's saying Auckland should have two, three teams. Well, they're not lying. There's enough talent up here that can do that. So um, that, that kind of gives us an advantage in the short term. Long term, we think that there should be another team, maybe two teams up in Auckland. And we think having that close sort of close rivalry within Auckland would be really good and it would help our brand. Um, yeah. In terms of filling the seats and the, and the stands, I, I think that really comes down to your marketing and how well you sort of build your brand. Um, you know, other clubs seem to do it pretty good. The Rams do it well. Saints do it well. Sharks do it well. I think most of the other, you know, the Mountaineers do it really well. So, you know, if you really engage in the community and, and try and market it well and you've got a good brand and you're, and you're selling a good product, uh, there's no doubt about getting fans in the door. I don't think that's, I don't think that's going to be an issue. Massive. So you kind of talked about it a little bit in your, in the, you just briefly said. Now, let's talk about, I don't know, whatever you can talk about, like the roster, what are you actually looking to fulfill? Like, is it going to be, you know, you're going to be pretty much looking around locally or you're going to look at outsource around the country or imports? Yeah, I mean, a bit of both. I mean, it's not too hard to, to, to sort of think how many players are in the league right now that are from Auckland. Mm. Um, there's a lot of them. So if, as soon as you say, well, what are some of the things that we want to sort of create and keep true to our club? Um, local is key. You know, we really want to be able to provide local opportunities and bring back some of those people to Auckland and South Auckland. Um, so in season one, absolutely, we're going to probably have to look around and see who we can bring back and see who's around. Um, you know, Being competitive is going to be very key as well. But then, like I said, where we have the advantage, I think, is being able to be able to hold a strong bench, and those players are going to come from from local rosters um, throughout throughout uh, Auckland. Um, having a couple of key people within our community is, is ideal, um, but again, you know, that's something that we're going to have to build towards. So, um, in terms of season one, I think trying to find a couple of uh, sort of you know sort of marquee uh, Kiwi fellas. Those are kind of, that's priority for us. Um, you know, then trying to find in some imports to sort of fit the gaps where we need them. And then building a bench with what we've got locally is going to be key. I don't think our bench is going to be built on too many people 
if any, outside of um, Auckland. Yeah, because that's another way to look at it. That people, if you want them to kind of uh, support, is that the local talent is where they want to come and see these sort of players. And that's when you're probably going to get the engagement from the community when they believe that, oh, look, they're going to be playing, well, you know, the, the Auckland players. Oh, 100%. I mean, you look at our local school down here, Pukekohe High School, there's 1,800 kids down here. Imagine if we had a kid from the high school suiting up, you know, and playing some minutes. You know, how many people would just engage from that one school alone? Then you start talking Franklin schools and how many kids are in the wider Franklin schools and we get one of our under-19 boys in the, in the team or something like that. So, um, and then, again, you go a little bit further and, you know, imagine if you get a kid from one of those prem teams up in Auckland that are, that's a development spot for our team and you start engaging in all of those sort of people as well. So that's what the fans do want to see. They want to see local. They want to see what they've, you know, something that they can, even the younger ones as well, a few years younger than that, than, that, than them, they want to sort of go, well, I can aspire to be that. That's not too far out of my range. And yeah, it gives them a bit of a dream as well. Okay. Um, I don't know if you can talk about this, but coaches, is, if you approach some, have you got any on mind? Or probably definitely you would, uh, but can you speak about that? Yeah, look, um, we've, we've talked to a couple um, and we've actually just put um, sort of job application, application online um, as of this morning. So that's gone out to, to sort of the wider um, net and try and cast that wide and see see what's actually available because, you know, it's, it's all well and good saying, you know, let's sort of narrow it down to one or two, but um, there could be a few surprises out there that nobody really thought of. So um, ideally, locally would be great. Um, that's really what we want to sort of do. And especially when we start talking assistant coaches and stuff like that, we want to try and get somebody that's working within the association to come and help out. Um, but in terms of a head coach, you know, we haven't signed anyone. Um, applications have gone out as of today. And um, we'll hope to have something something in writing um, over the next couple of weeks. Okay, and um, just finally before we round off this episode, future goals and plans. How far do you want to see this go? Uh, we've got that in place. And, yeah, so for the future, what's it looking like for, for Bulls basketball? Yeah, um, for Bulls basketball, we'd like to have a, a junior academy underneath that as well, um, providing for all of those local sort of sort of um, entities and stuff for us and all our clubs. Um, you know, we, we would also like to branch out into the, um, into the women's side of things and get a WNBL team. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I couldn't give you a time frame in that, but that's definitely in the strategic plan um, to provide the pathways for both men and women. Mm. Um, so I think that this is a really good vehicle that we can use to, to help sort of bolster what we've already got um, and, and potentially improve and develop the younger ones coming through. But... Yeah, in terms of um, where we want this to go, we want it to be sustainable. We want it to create a pathway right through from the bottom to the top, and we want it to be for both men and women. So those are probably some three key things. That's exciting, and it's great times to actually be a part of Franklin basketball. But and again, any final words before we get out of here? No, nah, look, we're just excited to be part of this. Um, we hope people are going to get in behind it, you know, being an only Auckland team. Um, we can fly that uh, flag high for them for now until somebody else jumps in. Um, but yeah, we just you know appreciate the support. Thanks for having us as well, and we look forward to getting out there and showing you what we can do. All right, hey Jamie Reddish, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for doing what you are doing, bringing an NBL team back to Auckland. Uh, like I said again, success is going to follow you guys regardless of the results on the on and off the court. 
Awesome, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, then. Have a nice day. All right. See ya. Well, there it is. It's full time. Thank you very much for taking your time out here with us at Showtime Balling NZ, the podcast of balling at all levels. Hope you enjoy. Before we take off, making sure that you cop our merch and make sure you help grow our brand and represent us. Yo, until next time, peace.